And it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe it's not true Good evening and welcome along to Any UFC Matters with me, Steve Ray. That is the professionals with Stu and Mitch. And as Twitter goes into meltdown, and not because of the NUFC timeline, but because Elon Musk has ballsed it up, NUFC Matters is still here to give you an hour of NUFC chat. Good evening, chaps. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Good, good to see you guys uh, as always. And uh, what we tend to do on this show is um, when we have when we haven't got any talking points, we open it up to the chat. And there's quite a few coming in early doors. Uh, big welcome to Morris Kennedy as always. Says, is there any reason we don't have a separate sponsor on the match day warm up and training kit like some of the other clubs? Surely it's an easy deal to do. I we've talked about this, Stu, haven't we? On the on the show, we, we've we, we've alluded to the fact that. You know, we we believe at least anyway that there will be other deals done. It's just a question of when, not if. But um, yeah, it, it it is an easy it is an easy deal to do. But I think what we've shown behind the scenes is we we do the deals when we're ready and for the right price this time, not uh, not not the first bidder, but at the highest bidder. Yeah, I think the three words is not trust the pro trust the process. It'll be watch this space. Yeah, um, for sure there'll be new advertisements done, whether it be. Trading shops, whether it be grounds, whether it be stands, whether it be away shirts, whether it'll be anything that they can nail down to get money for, they'll do it. But again, I've got it written on my arm, tattooed on my arm. Everything happens for a reason. And I personally believe they're holding back on sponsorships so people don't associate us having money so they can inflate the prices even higher. And it was quite interesting to use the word meltdown because that was the word I was going to use quite a lot today. Because since we did the show last Sunday, apparently now we're skinned as a club. We're now skinned. So ignoring the, I was speaking to the Heat earlier. And I said, how much do you think we would have spent if we didn't get into Europe? And he said, about 100 million. I said, right, okay. Add the Champions League money to that. Add the new sponsor to that. Add the Sky money to that. They're just playing it, can And they're doing it right. Um, but again, they went into meltdown about that. But So yeah, we're skinned. Of course we are. Um Madison signs for Tottenham, meltdown. Slobladzadai, we'll just call him Dom from now on. He was only ever linked with us through the media, but he signs for Liverpool, which unfortunately for us, whether we like it or not, have a bigger pull than what Newcastle United have currently. Meltdown. Tenali, who, by the way, has passed his medical, had the audacity to take a few days' break after a long season, which he was in the Champions League semi-final, then just finished an under-21 tournament few days to get home and sort his stuff out and say goodbye to friends and family and just to recuperate, meltdown, because Dave from heaven hasn't seen him waving a scarf above his head on St. James's Park. So apologies if you're Dave and you're from heaven and you haven't said that. I was going to say I'm that. Sure I'm sure there's a few people that are just like proper meltdown about it. Uh, Twitter then starts playing up and everyone goes into meltdown and say, seriously, what did we used to do before all this social media come out? You know, you just used to get the Chronicle and it was saying that the Chronicle was more factual than than uh, what it is at the moment. But it, it's mental. We've, we've signed, if, it, if you want an alternative positive view, we've signed one of Europe's leading midfielders from a team that was in the Champions League semi-final last season. That's what we've done. We've signed there. We've signed one of the promising youngsters and loaned them to a Champions League team. That's what we've done. 
and we've still got money in the kitty. So I, I think we, I mentioned it last week when this Ekatiki thing fell through. We went and signed Isaac. So I don't think anyone's bothered about Ekatiki now we've got Isaac. So we will use the three words of trust the process. We're, we're doing all right. It was two months nearly off the window to go, eight weeks left. I don't understand what all the panic is. We will get the right players to make our squad better than it was last season. And if everyone else is improving, then we will improve as well. So if that's the case, then we'll stay where we were. I'll settle for fourth next season. Yeah. Original question, Mitch, just about the, you know, about the training kit and stuff. Why, why we don't have sponsors for that? But yeah. like we said we, we, we will be getting stuff like that. It's, it's a case of when or if. I, I, I do believe that anyway. It's, it's not, it's not unusual at times for, for clubs to wait and get the right deal, is it? Uh, yeah, and I, I'd agree with you. I think it's something that they're, they're probably wanting the, the, the right associate, associated uh, sponsor at the right time at the right kind of, kind of money. So, um, and are these deals easy to do? I wouldn't know. I've never done one. <laughs> and and so, you know, and, and some of these deals carry clauses that can be very complicated. Um, it's, you know, you've seen different clubs tackle things in different ways. Didn't didn't Spurs have a different sponsor for their Champions League kit one year that they were in the Champions League? And so there's, there's things like that that are... That, there's all kinds of different ways of doing it. Um, Newcastle United will do it their way, in their own time. And no amount of, no amount of gnashing and wailing the teeth and jumping up and down and getting upset about it and getting impatient. We'll, we'll do that. You know, and so we just have to sit tight and enjoy the journey a little bit. Um, I do think moving into July makes a difference from a counting period point of view. And that might influence when certain things are going to be announced or not. Um, but yeah, it it, it 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 does frustrate, and I get why the frustration. But the frustration spreads to the point where it starts to set off this amazing internal angst where we're at each other again. I've even seen a little bit of that there in the the comments you're putting up about did we or did not bid for for Dom, you know, and and and, and where does that come from, and who really knows what's happening. And my answer would be the only people that really know what's happening are the people involved in it. And even journalists are in short supply of information, solid information. Some of that is guesstimation. And I also think sometimes that's sprinkled differently between uh, different journalists. I suspect to say who says what, where and when. Do, do, don't, don't rule out the ability of the club to use subdiffusion smoke and mirrors as well. So I think, uh, yeah, the centre centre parks one was because there was no alcohol sponsorship yeah, allowed in France. Yeah, didn't Yeah, good um, point that Sam. To be honest, I'd forgotten about that, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good point, and, and that was that was many years ago. There's loads of different ways we can do it, and I wouldn't be unhappy, you know, once we get down to the same level as some of the rest of the clubs where they've got official tractor partners and official agriculture machinery partners and things like that. Um, I suspect, though, um, our owners will want to have a, a classier level of association and that, and not just any old tat. 
Yeah, no, I would I would agree with you, mate. Most fans don't sit chatting on Twitter and other formats. There is no panic, says Paul. Uh, I've no, got, no. To, got, got to agree. David McLeod says, the frustration is here on every journalist and podcaster saying we are signing him and then tell everybody else, says David McLeod. And C. Dan Smith says, faith with the owners and manager. Remember where we've come from. It'll all be sorted and we will move forward. Stephen Kennedy, uh, as always, uh, a very comprehensive question from Stephen. says, uh, do you think we dodged a bullet with Madison? I was talking with a friend from Hinkley. He says, uh, Mads had a bit of an attitude and he's not a great trainer. Uh, I said, I wondered if he chose Spurs because he would have made a sure start there uh, with us. He would have have to be on it all the time and training to get in our team. My mate said, Madison would have looked at the likes of Maxi not getting a guaranteed game and thought, sod that, more money and more game time. So I'm off to London. Uh, it's all in the past now and could be sour grapes on my mate's behalf for Madison leaving and Leicester being relegated. Roll on the new season. Did we dodge a bullet? Stu? I don't think so, no. I, I think it would have been, it's quite clear, it's a third window we've chased them, so it's obviously someone that they wanted. But they would, if there's different prices for Newcastle to what there's the other teams, then that's what we're up against currently. And it's quite clear that his salary was 50 grand a week more from Tottenham than it was for us. So, of course, he's off to London. If someone offers you that sort of money, you would go as well, wouldn't you? So it's it's, it's one of those ones you have to take as a hit. The good thing is with him and, and Dom, there's plenty other fantastic players out there who will be attracted to Newcastle United. And, and that's, that's what we'll be focused on. There's no point in talking about players we haven't seen because they're not going to be playing for us. So, as, as we keep saying, trust the process. We've got a fantastic recruitment team who know how to execute the, the, the deal to, to the, with the right player for the right price and the right attitude, that's more importantly. And I think had we signed Madison, everyone would have been saying what a great player he is. So I think it's wrong of us to start criticising him. Now he's, he's chose to go for more money. Yeah, Roadblock says... I am Dave from heaven, and I never said uh, from heaven. And I never said no. <laughs> That's a classic. Very good, very good roadblock. Uh, yeah, Mitch, did we dodge a bullet, um, or have we missed out on a on a player that would have made the team better? Look, we haven't been able to bring someone in that definitely would enhance the squad, and that's sad from a footballing point of view. Um. He's got a young family, and like I said on one of the shows, we're better to be a young millionaire than to live in North London. And I think there's a lot of reasons, and as Stu says, 50,000 reasons why he'd be more likely to go there as well. And um, do I, Does that make me feel disappointed that we missed out on a top target? No. Um, because I'm sure whoever they do bring in, as we've said, you know, you, everybody got upset about missing when I get to gain and bang, there's Isaac in. And I think, is that comment says there, right player, right price, right attitude, and at the right time, and things will come together. And we we'll just sit tight as the season approaches. We know they've wanted to bring players in early so Eddie gets as long as time as possible with them pre-season. So I get that. And I'm sure Dan Ashworth's aware of that. And I'm sure everybody else in the recruitment side of things is aware of that as well. Um, FFP does seem to ham hamstring us still. And will do until other things come together. They're the same as every week, mate. Um, 
and uh, it's the afternoon, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's the afternoon. It's um, you know, it, 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 I, I think. However, if you see, you know, people are looking at the finances of what's made that transfer to Liverpool happen for Dom, and they're suggesting that Liverpool have had to dip into um. Uh, dip into loans and things to bring players in, and that's interesting. From a, a you know, it, it might not be that not all is well in the FFP world for other teams too, but I think it's definitely something that was brought into hamstring clubs being able to claim and pass other yeah. teams. And I think that's that is clear that it is something we have to navigate carefully. Um, but I think Tonali won't be the only. Um, proper signing, as it will, if you'd like that to come in. Yet, yeah. um, Madison, yes, I think I would have liked to have seen him in the squad. Um, I don't think we've dodged a bullet with him per se, but equally, if he's not, if if if, he, if for any other reason he prefers to be in North London, then good luck with the kid. Hmm. Okay, uh, lots of people commenting about your uh, lighting tonight, Mitch. Oh, Ian McKenna, like, has yeah, Mitch dyed yeah. his hair green? Yeah, <laughs> Gary, yeah. Gary Milligan, has Mitch come by motorbike? Uh, <laughs> Michael, interesting eyebrows, Mitch. What happened after Friday's show? <laughs> Andrew, not sure if Mitch is lighting, but it looks like he's sporting the joke. Like, I mean, there no, we go. It's, it's never ended. Okay, Andrew also asks a question, uh, Stu. He says, do the lads think Ashworth and Co. speak to clubs about players? For example, uh, Dom, uh, here the prices are too high. Say they won't do business at that price and go on to the next target, waiting for a lower price. Absolutely, they are. Uh, for sure, they'll be, as, as we've discussed many times, they've got a list of targets that they want. So... Th- it would be wrong with them not to make contact with the clubs and see what you're asking for. And if it matches, then that's when the deal gets done, isn't it? But if they're saying we'll pay you 40 or 45 and they're saying it's 70, so well, this is our bid, you know, we'll leave it there for you. And if other people buy them, then other people buy them. But thankfully, there's more than two footballers out there who will improve our squad. And and I'm, I'm not even concerned in the slightest that we will sign at least another two, possibly three, First team ready starters. Now, whether they're all starting the first team or we're definitely for the squad. Uh, and I, I still think there's there's a big, big sign in the cup. Uh, I don't know who. It's it's just the feeling I have that I think the I do think the, the watching the chairman's interview and everything else, he's got the bug and he wants Newcastle on the map quicker than even as quick as we have been. So I I, I can see us getting the a name that's going to sell shirts and a recognised name, uh, but that would have to fit into the, the work ethic that is the squad and price-wise, etc. So I'm sure there'll be plenty of guesses out there. We've been linked with loads extra this week. I don't even know if Barry's done the list of he's run out of ink for his pen. But there's... there's he's done the list, yeah. Carry on, I'll find it for you. Yeah, because there's, there's crazy as Griezmann's the latest one on the list, but he would sell shirts, I'm sure. But you've, you have to look at the way that we played last season, but last season we played that way because of that's the squad and the, the players that we had. And that was the best way to get the best, most efficient results out of that squad. Now, could he change to a 4-2-3-1? Could he go 4-4-2, which was his preferred method at 
Bournemouth, could he be flexible and change and, and have the players for certain formations? And this is what Eddie Howe gets paid for. And I, and I think he's earned enough trust from all of us to just let them get on with it. And they'll sign players. I, I, I'd be surprised if by we're doing the show next week if we haven't made at least one more sign in, within the next week. It's the start of the new financial year. Um, and it's good that we're playing the paupers, that we don't have the money and let the press say we've been outbid by other people, etc. Because it, it lowers people's expectations. You know, there's clubs out there who desperately need the money and do have good players. And we've got the money. But we're not just going to give it to you and add extra on top just because you've asked nicely. So we won't do that. We'll we'll get the players in, and like I said, I would say by this time next week we've seen at least one more. All right. The question is on the screen there from Andrew uh, Mitch. What, what what's your thoughts on that? I, I think they probably do, don't they? The, you know, it's the way it works in football. You'd, you'd be daft not to at least speak the people away from the public glare and and, and see if the, mm. a deal can be done. Well, all of these things are about negotiations, aren't they? And 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 any transfer is a negotiation. What what do you value the player at? This is what we value the player at. Can we find common ground and on anything? Do we make that common ground up with add-ons? Do we make it up with with in different tournaments? How do we do this? So it's um yeah, I'm I'm sure conversations happen. Well out of the limelight and well off the record, and I'm ever more convinced very few of those conversations will be happening in and around anyone. I think a lot of that business will be done away from the region. Um, and why not? It's a global game anyway, isn't it? So, you know, it doesn't really matter where it is. Um, as long as the player ends up here wearing the black and white shirt. Yeah. Okay. Um, Spenny reckons Livramento could be the next one. It, it's it's a name that springs to mind. You know, it has gone particularly quiet. And what what I've gathered really since the new owners come in is that rather than the names you see in the papers all the time, it's when it goes silent that something tends to get done. Um, so Phil Hook says, uh, "Good evening, lads. Interesting here. Liverpool have borrowed the money to buy uh, Subozlai. It's a curious one. I haven't seen anything about that. Been rather busy today, but uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen that again. Well, It'd be a, a ruse." Haven't FSG said they don't want to put any more money in? That's what Klopp was wailing and gnashing his teeth about not so long ago and why he got all funny about Saudi money. Yeah. And his pithy little comments was because I think he'd been told by FSG their in, 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 input into Liverpool will be minimal. Yeah. Uh, OK, well, this, this question from Tom Dixon, a big supporter of the show, as we know, uh, one of our uh, moderators as well. Uh, who do you think our next signing will be? Uh, and will Tonali be announced this week, Stu? Um, I mean, you've, you've said the medical's done. You, you feel yeah. a medic. And, and, and I mean, we imagine the announcement's going to be this week. He needed to have a few days off. So so that, that that's in the can this week, we imagine. Um, Livermento, do you think? Or are you thinking a bit a bit outside the box? And I know this is just a guesswork on our behalf, but, um, but what's, your gut, what's your gut instinct telling you? Uh... For some reason, I, I think we'll be signing a forward player, like right. centre forward. And don't ask us why, I just think we will. And of course, Ozzyman's top of the list, but I, I can't see us getting him at the moment. But as I touched on top before, of your list, so it's top of Keith's list, isn't it? For top sure. of Keith but, Patterson's list, yeah. Yeah, but he, he's right to have him on top of the list. He's a, he's a cracking player. But as Barry's just said, there's 170 names linked, so whichever one you see, 
it's the very high chance it's going to be wrong. Um, but I, I do think, well, we do need that locksmith, someone like uh, Madison or like a Dom, someone who's going to be able to unlock the unlock the door for when these teams come and sit, especially when we're at St. James's Park uh, and the teams sit back. We've got the pace with Isaac, we've got the pace with um, Gordon, who's actually a lot faster than what he what he appears to be. Uh, I think the stats last year showed he was in the top three for sprinting in the league. So they've got the pace to be able to punish people away from home. We need to be able to break them down at home. So I honestly think it'll be either a goal scorer or a creative midfielder. And that will complement what we already have. But I would, I think we'll have some people leaving this this week as well. I think two or three might go out in, in this week. Let's see who wants Saudi at least. That'll put the cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> as Bross said. Uh, Councillor yeah. Spenny uh, says uh, Liverpool went in late for Tonali. Interesting uh, to hear that. It wouldn't surprise us. Uh, they'd be keen. Uh, T-Tank wants to know if we've been linked to John Senna yet. Uh, Diaby is the next big signing, uh, says Spenny as well. Um Thoughts on the next signing, Mitch? What's your good instinct telling you? As we, as we always say, you know, we, we don't have inside information here. It's uh, it's purely hypothetical. What, what's your no. what's your good instinct telling you? At the it's the, the one thing I agree with, again, without wanting to be too sort of uh, happy, smiley, you know, everybody in agreement with what Stu says. What we need, the one thing that we have missed is somebody who can break that difficult defence down. That was the one thing we were shy of last season when people came to St James's Park and parked the bus, being able to, to, to pick that lock um, is the key. And that's the kind of player. And by nature, that's going to be an exciting signing. That's going to be an signing that will really get everybody you know, off their feet and, and, and looking forward. However, I think also we'll have to have one mind on departures and who will go. And I think uh, the price on that kind of ticket might be a departure of ESM because I see him as our biggest saleable asset. And I think that's the, 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 the difficulty we might have to accept as a fan base is that we're still in a position where we have to sell to buy when we want the very, very best. And that that will come at a cost of one way or another. Um, and I just hope everybody can make peace with any kind of deal like that very quickly and be excited for the club going forward. Mm. Darlow to Bournemouth's been reported, says Stephen Anderson. Marnie is an interesting one for a forward, but uh, wages could be uh, an issue, which, uh, which you know, lots of people always highlight wages. Um, this one from Little FB, Sam, of course, he says, are clubs cutting their own throats by going deep into debt? Stu, will they be able to recover? Will they be able to keep up with the game season upon season? And we've seen... Lots of financial nightmare stories, essentially. I mean, Everton springs to mind. Uh, nothing ever seems to get done. Uh, Chelsea, um, you know, chucking out eight-year contracts still and signing players and, and still haven't got rid of the, some of the players that they need to get rid of. Um, it, it all does seem a little bit kamikaze, but nobody seems to get, uh, you know, punished. No, you can go into it very deeply, which would probably take up the rest of this show and the next one and the one after that as well. But it, it's something that I've touched on, and I know Mitch and Steve Hasty have covered it a lot more extensively on the Amigos. 
it's not just Everton. That's how we were able to get Gordon with a take and leave it. They needed that money. Uh, they were financially hamstrung and, and they couldn't trade without us buying their star player. So there's, there's plenty of clubs out there. The, the most popular ones or the common ones that people refer to will be the Tottenham's and, and Man United's. They've got huge amount of debt attached to the club, irrespective of the spending. But I think even now, if you're reading the reports, there's too many reports saying the same thing about Man United, where they don't have the budget they've had in the past. So they are, they have, and they've been paying out silly wages. This is, if you look at the goalkeeper situation now with Ed here. He's or David here, sorry, he's he's finished his contract, but they're asking him to hang fire until they can sign someone else or come in at a lower price. And that's that can't be good for the dressing room. But he's on a stupid salary, as is Harry Maguire. And it's it's hard to get when you're paying top salary, it's hard to get rid of these people because they'll set the contracts out. And the only way you can do it is pay them off. And then is the motivation there for a player to go somewhere on half the money or a third of the money? even though they've had the contract paid off. So this is why we have to grow organically as a club. And there was, there's lots of clubs in the lower leagues that I know Mitch can reference very quickly. Uh, Derby County was one of the biggest ones, but they, they got such a mess trying to spend more than what they could afford. And it's, it's the same I see a lot of times to many people is if you're spending seven and earning six, it'll catch up with you eventually. And there's too many clubs doing that. And... We, thankfully, are in a position where we don't have to worry about getting into debt. And we will create... We're on the up, as in... It's one thing I mean, Mike Ashley did right in hindsight was give us a, a blank canvas to start the advertising from because there was next to nothing coming in. So we can grow that very, very quickly, which will generate a lot of money very quickly. So Newcastle won't be affected by the financial fair play. But where we are held back is... We don't have the money, as you said, like Chelsea to go and spend this money that they did. But that was within their limits. They've, they've sold players now in excess of over 100 million easily, and they'll, they'll sell more. They'll bring in 150 to 200 million and probably spend the same amount this summer. Um, but you get a lot of people off the wage bill, and they've had nigh on 20 years of sitting at the top table, of getting incredible backing from, from an owner. Doesn't matter how they did it, he did back them financially. And that, so they they went in that with no debt. They've also got a huge sponsorship deal. So, unfortunately, 20 years ago, we were bigger than Chelsea. We've got a long way to go to catch them up. But on the field, we're ahead of them at the moment. And that's where we have to play canny with our recruitment. And we can't just go up, okay, I'll have him, I'll have him, I'll have him. I hear Arsenal is interested in him, so we'll sign him. We have to get it right every time, especially on the big signings. And that's maybe why it takes a little bit longer. So that there's no need to panic. We can go out and sign a Madison, but if his heart's not in it, why spend 40 million and give him 175 grand a week? So, so Bosla, you could sign him for what, 60, 70 million. But if he'd rather be somewhere else, that's not who we need at our club. We want people like the Brunos, like the Botmans, like these acts who see this as a challenge and want to grow with the club and, and get established as, as we are. So there's loads of clubs that will get into financial trouble. The, you see the fire sales will be at less than a Southampton. They'll all play hardball, but they have to get rid of players. They cannot afford to keep them. And, and that's where we, as a club, are looking to start making the, the rich picking sense to bid for Madison. And I wouldn't be surprised if we did sign someone from Southampton. Uh, although you mentioned Livermento, I would, I would like the Lavia, the midfielder. I, I think he'd be great cover to play in the Cup games. I think he'd be great cover 
if and when Bruno or Tenoli get injured or suspended, he's Premier League experience, and I think we could get him at a decent price. So if we have to make a signal from Southampton, that's how I would choose. Phil Hook says there are several clubs in the Premier League in a financial mess. Time will ultimately catch up with these clubs, and a couple of big guns may soon struggle. Mitch, do you agree with that? Sentiment? I mean, football across every level is currently in, still in financial distress. Um, not just in the, in England, but across Europe too. Um, you've got to imagine this: at one stage last season, six of the top ten clubs in the Championship were either under a transfer embargo or financial restrictions from the Football League. Six of the top ten, which is nonsense, including the two who got automatically promoted in the end. Um, Newport County supporters trust just issued something this week. They want to sell the club because they're under financial pressure that the fans cannot run the club anymore. And that's outside of the Football League. <laughs> You know, or it's at the lowest tier of the football league, uh, and they're looking for a benefactor to take the club off their hands because they're feeling the pressure with Wrexham mm-hmm. and their their owners and what they're doing. You know, and it's a, it's across football, and and feels quite right. Some way will catch them up. Um, I'm very interested to see what eventually comes of the investigation in Everton. And I'm pretty convinced it was passed to a commission because the difficulty they've got is untangling Usmanov's business interests in Everton with Mishori's business interests in general, not just the obvious ones that they they immediately um, pulled and could pull, but there's much deeper links there. And and I think that's why the Premier League went, well, look, we're now in an area where we're not sure we can actually rule on this. And that's why they've passed it off to somebody else. As frustrating as that is, is because I know there's a lot of people saying, well, when are these things going to happen? When is the 117 charges against Man City going to be heard eventually? Uh, And it's very, very um, uh, complicated when you're looking at it beyond a certain level. Um, But definitely... um, some clubs, I think, in the top flight are going to be feeling the pinch very soon. Um, I think Tottenham have got some very big decisions to make this season. They've already now been out and spent. They've got Madison, and I think one of the other deals the players have had unknown becomes a permanent deal this week. And they're obliged to spend another £50 million there. Well, that's probably most of their transfer budget. With their... Um, they're nearly a billion in debt. No the European interest, money. No European money and the high interest bits that's going to bite soon. So they're going to have to start selling. And their club jewel is Harry Kane, who's in the last year of his contract. So if they're going to get any decent money for Kane, it's going to be now. Who's got money to spend? <laughs> well, Mr Penman, there's a good question. Who does have money to spend there? You know, and, and so... And, and you look at cases across Europe where we could probably cherry-pick a few clubs as they start to get into deeper, deeper trouble. Um, so, again, that may be why we're just taking a watch and brief at the minute and just sort of, you know, wait and see what comes out of the, 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 the financial flotsam and jetsam that is European football at the moment. And, and again, 
the the Man City story there, by the way, that was reported on here in the UAE, and the and the story got pulled, and the reporter got sacked. Um, yeah, I saw that before I came on. I saw his statement. I, I I had to go and find his account though to make sure it wasn't some clever, you know, yeah. um, editing job. But uh, and, yeah, he's had to resign. Why it was a mystery man is, I believe, it's one of the royal family, allegedly. Mm, and so that then gets even more complicated with the ownerships, etc. And so I think um, there's all sorts. I'm, I'm convinced that was actually reported on when it happened, and I'm convinced it'll be in one of the many charges that are sitting there against Man City at that time. For example, Mancini was being paid half of his salary from the club and half of his salary from a holding company here in Abu Dhabi. And so, again, these kind of things, they'll all be in there. Um, what they actually do in the end with it all, I've got no idea because uh, do you take titles off people? Do you impose a, a points deduction now? Do you impose financial restrictions now that they'll then go to a court of arbitration and sport an appeal and then gets dragged on. It's super, super difficult. Yeah. Anthony Gordon scoring again. Uh yeah. He's, yeah. he's having a he's having a hot streak, isn't he, at the moment? Finishing off uh, the season, scoring for Newcastle and a couple of goals for the under twenty ones. Uh, certainly good, keeping in shape, building his game up, and uh, notching goals. Uh, not a bad habit to get into. Okay, well, uh, over halfway through the show, uh, here's the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 253, email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr Vicky's Sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. Their website is mrvickies.co.uk. If you want to contact the guys, email info at mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 210102. Big thanks to New Workwear. Uh, they are an agile and dedicated workwear provider launched in 2018. For more information, go to the website, newworkwear.com. Big thanks, as always, to Media Arts for the help with the video side of things. If you want to support the channel, hit the subscribe button, become a subscriber today. Hit the thumb up under the video, which likes the video, and click share to share to your other social media. Click join if you want to become a member of the channel for as little as $1.99 or take a one-off payment uh, for the cult membership. You can get in via this QR code if you've got a smartphone or look for membership pack on the website, nufcmatters.com. What do you get for your one-off £25 payment? You get a scarf, a pen and a cup and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. Don't forget, if you want a car sticker, all you need to do is subscribe to the show and then email John at NUFC Matters, and he will post you a free car sticker out. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And we also support the Food Bank on this channel. NUFCFansFoodBank.co.uk is the virtual match day bucket, where you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. The new Alan Shearer raffle is underway. 150 tickets at a pound a ticket. You could win a limited edition signed Alan Shearer ball from the 260 dinner. Enter now at nufcmatters.com. We've got a few events coming up. August the 5th sees Gavin Peacock at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £10 and you can get them now from nufcmatters.com. 
Our Christmas event takes place on the 7th of December at the Tyneside Irish Centre. And that's an evening with Frank Clark. Tickets are £15 and available from nufcmatters.com. Finally, Waddle, Keegan, Beardsley and Friends. The Class of 84 is on at the Town Theatre and Opera House on Westgate Road in Newcastle on Thursday, January the 25th. Tickets are now available from the Town Theatre and Opera House dot uk or telephone 0844-2491-000. That's the box office telephone number 0844-2491-000. Spenny want to know if he can come on if he's got green hair. <laughs> It'll have to be a wig, <laughs> Spenny. It'll have to be a wig. Uh, we'll go down a different avenue, lad. we've, we're, uh, lads. We've talked a little bit about um, players and uh, transfers and getting moved around. Uh, Scofen haha, says, How long until PIF by Amanda Stavely shares in NUFC? It's interesting because Steve Hasty, um, uh, you know, mentioned that possibility, I guess, on Friday night's amigos, you know, that there could be a, a situation where one day maybe these people won't be there, you know, and maybe you'll mm-hmm. see, maybe you'll see, um, you know, shares being bought out and people moving on, you know, but you know, nothing as we know in football stays the same forever as, as in life. Um, what, what's the views on that, Mitch? Do you think do you think that could yeah. possibly happen? PAF's current business model, I believe, when they buy businesses, is to have a twenty percent of the, the shareholding in terms of risk management in somebody else's hands, rather than than, than have a hundred percent. The challenge for uh, Amanda and Maynard in particular is investment into the club in that 80 10 10 uh, manner where there could be a time when PAF want to put a heck of a lot more money into the club then how do they raise and match their 10 percent i think it's easier for the ruben brothers to do that very much so but they're they are the of the three groups in the own in partnership and ownership of Newcastle united they are the financially the weakest as it were and so i think uh, um i think it's very um plausible that one day that that might come um because certainly in terms of investment in the newcastle in terms of putting cash investment into the club um it would be in much easier beast to manage for example if pif had 100 percent of the ownership What's your thoughts on this, Stu? Um, you know, possibilities that it could happen in the future, of course. Um, you know, I, I, I often feel, you know, that these people will be there um, until maybe the trophy comes, you know, the first trophy. I think if there's a time to bow out for, for, for maybe, you know, the people who started the revolution, for want of a better expression, um, it would be when a trophy was in the cabinet. Um, give them the opportunity to take part in something and then move on and, you know, people do move on, people get replaced. I, I don't know whether it'll ever happen. This is only speculation and just coming from a question from one of the uh, the guys in the chat. It's a great question, isn't it? It gets uh, you thinking. Yeah. I, I, my, my belief or my understanding is that within three to five years, PF will buy Amanda's shares out and that will give her a premium because the club will be worth a lot more 10% wise than what it was when they first got it. But at the moment, 
her role and she's doing admirably has been the face of the club and and, and taking any flack etc etc and, and just making sure the day-to-day running's going on now they, they could actually buy a percentage of her shares out and she could still have the same role and become rather than a shareholder become on become on the on the wages but they'll know what they're doing and as much as amanda's enjoying and nearly said enjoying the ride that would have got a lot of uh, traction as, as much as she's enjoying her role within the club, she, same as everyone else, they're bought into it for money, to make money. Uh, and she sold our club to the PIF on the basis that they'll make money. So I'm sure somewhere along the line that uh, she'll gain financially from it. And the best way she can do that is sell either her, her whole shares or some of her shares uh, and still be involved with the club. But whichever way it's done, it'll be done for... The benefit of Newcastle United, and uh, let's see, let's hope it's not for a long time. But if it is, three years time, five years time, we'll be in a lot stronger position there. So financially, she'll be in a lot stronger position as well. And we can't thank them enough for what they've done. No, definitely. You know, great question that, and one one which uh, certainly provokes a lot of thoughts. And I think a lot of people have taken it on board. Uh, Councillor Spenny says, I think Amanda and Dad are an asset for the club. I think they would stay as yeah. employees. Mandy uh, would have no problem getting a loan based on uh, her share values, says uh, JB. Uh, Michael says, doesn't Amanda and co have an agreement to run an UFC on behalf of PIF? Not sure on, on that, but it's... Uh, it, look, it's, a, it's an interesting question. It's a hypothetical one. I'm sure we're, we're a long way away from, from that happening. But as I say, you know, it could be a time when they, they feel they need to move on and maybe a, maybe a trophy win would, uh, would, would give people an opportunity to bow out at the top. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll watch that with interest. Uh, Barry, of course, does a lot of work for us with this. 164 names in the uh, in the bag on his list so far. Keep uh, And you'll <clears> see Barry on Monday night on the fans forum. We're being linked with Reese Nelson. Uh, from Arsenal on a free match, uh, would you be interested? Um, I don't know anything about this guy. I've got to be perfectly honest. All I know is that his name's a lot easier to pronounce than Dom's name. <laughs> and if he's being released on free from Arsenal, then he's not the calibre player that we want. Yeah, simple as that. Let me tell you something about Reese Nelson. He was the most effective Good. substitute in the whole Premier League last year. Good start. Good start. It's a stat and a half. There you go. I know that because I've seen that link today and I was speaking to my Arsenal supporting colleague at work uh, and, and he says that would just sum up Arteta. For some reason, he's not happy with Arteta. He says, but letting him go on a free. And I says, well, if his contract's up, he's not letting him go. He, he can go. Uh, but that could be the sort of signing that would or could tempt anyhow. The the guy has ability. He's He was a regular for the England under-21s. And it's, it's a possibility. I, I can't see why not. He'd, he'd be very good for the squad. And he would be better than some of the people who currently hold squad numbers, such as Ryan Fraser, etc. And he'd be a downside cheaper as well. So I can't see that not being... I can't, I can't see that being a bad thing for us. That's, that's what I was trying to say there. I think if we could get someone like him, why not? Why not indeed? Okay. Great, uh, great question. That uh, Benny says having uh, a minority shareholder as chief executive is a good thing for all. Currently, in her direct interest to do the right things for the long term of the club. 
Uh, we had a, a couple of other questions. Benny, uh, watch this space, he says, with the two Nice players, Thurham and Tadebo, uh, not included in their club's new kit launch. He says, Thurham looks nailed on for Liverpool, but Tadebo could be ours. He could be Shaw's heir. Um, it's an interesting one, that. Again, just a theory by Benny. Um, a, de- a detective work there, looking at the team photo. But, uh, um, yeah, Thurum's been named a couple of times on, and, and certainly on our list. Um, to Debo, not, not necessarily um, somebody who's been heavily linked with Newcastle. But, uh, yeah, one, one to watch, maybe, he's Mitch. The kit launches sometimes are an interesting point there as to who, who might be hanging around and might not be hanging around for some clubs. So the, 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 it's not so such a mad suggestion that the fact that they're uh, not involved in the kit launch would suggest they're not going to be around to wear that kit. Um, look, I wouldn't be unhappy with any anybody of that calibre coming into the squad. Not at all. And I think they both quite, would, be, would both be quality additions. Uh, Two Rams being a name that's been... Um, Sort of loosely attached to us on and off, but much more strongly attached to Liverpool, it has to be said. Um, so yeah, I mean, Tadebo could be a, a one that we're looking at. As, I, as we keep saying, it, it's wonderful to speculate and it's, and it's wonderful to be almost that when somebody is signed, it's a little bit of a surprise. Nice comment there from Sutty for you lads. I'm playing catch up on the show. My son was in a footy tournament. He says, I'm 30 minutes behind. I love this show. Totally respect Penman and Mitch's opinions on all things NUFC. You guys talk total sense. Thank you very much, Sutty. Very kind. Thank you. And whenever I say Sutty, it sounds like Sutty. And then I worry that Mitch is going to bring Sutty out. Um, so it's Sutty. Would I do that to you? Definitely yeah. not. I found a little <laughs> video on me. I'm going through my phone the other day and I found this video of you with Sutty uh, on your hand. So I was like, what the hell was that all about? But uh, yeah, um, got a few other questions coming in. I'm conscious of the time. Um, Paul Toon says, do you think Anderson will get more game time this season? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He deserves it. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, that was a simple answer. Jimmy Watts says, question, what big club would you like to see in our group in the Champions League? I think we had this a few weeks back, but it doesn't, I, it doesn't harm to reiterate it. Um, or you may have changed your mind. Wh- which big club would you like, Mitch, first? I'll have any. Yeah, I'd enjoy to go. See, we'll go absolutely anywhere. Of course, you want to go to places like the Camp Nou and, and you, you think about Barcelona and you think about games we've had against Barcelona in the past in Champions League. So that always springs to mind for me. And obviously the connection with the clubs of Sir Bobby Robson. Um, so, you know, the, the the sentimental part of me would like something like that. But just take anyone. We've got no to lose and we're going to go and have a good time. Yeah. What about you, uh, Stu? Any any names in the bag? Real, Real Madrid, for me, was the one that I wanted. I'd, yeah. I'd, love, I'd love to see them come to St James's as well. You know, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. I think Real Madrid, but uh, I'm sure we asked this a few weeks ago, weren't we? We were, I think so, one, yeah. The one that would be very naughty would be Ajax. You just imagine there'd be 30,000, 40,000 tune fans in Amsterdam and some might not even come back for about three weeks. <laughs> the home leg would have been played and everything. So, uh, But for me, <laughs> Barcelona, they're not playing at the new Camp next season. They're playing at the Olympic Stadium because the new Camp's getting refurbed. Uh, 
Madrid. I think Real Madrid, someone that we haven't played against in that competition. Um, <laughs> knowing the way football works, we'll probably end up getting AC Milan and Tenorio go home, and that could be a bit tasty in the stands as well. Oh, definitely will be. Yeah, Mitch talks sense, Stu talks sense, other than about Tierney. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, let's try and get through all these questions. Spenny uh, says, question, out of the free transfer, who would take Hazard? Being one. No. No. Would you, Spenny? Um, maybe you would. Uh, Saudi Premier League, says Michael, is currently the 58th best league in the world and is basically owned by PIF. Uh, they, SPL, want to be top 10 in the next few years. Question to the boys. How can that make us better? It's got absolutely nothing to do with us. It's an entirely different project with an entirely different pot of money. The fact that it's another football project is the only similarity. But it has absolutely nothing to do with Newcastle United, in my opinion. Oh, Mitch, I know you'll probably know this, but I did a bit of research into this PIF owning Clear Lake. Do you know well, how much percentage I've got? Less than 5%. Right, because and you own a maximum of five percent in it, and they've got over two hundred people who own in that fund, and PIF's one of them. So even at that, they own 0.5, but I think they've got about four percent of it. So all of all these scandal mongers out there who try to bring us down is I forgot to mention that to you actually, it just spoke to mind there. But the Saudi Premier League, the way the only way they can help us is by some of our players to actually that, bring, that will bring be. money into our, our club. And that's like the Hendricks, the Frasers, whoever, the ones that we know we need to shift on uh, and the one that they could justify a, a small but not insignificant fee for, get them off the wage bill, give them more money for themselves. It's just a shame you'll see some players who don't deserve it making a lot of money, but that's football all over. So that's one way they could help us, but they're doing this for themselves. They want to make the, the Saudi League world-recognised and respected. And to be self-sustainable by 2030. So that's why there's a big, huge influx of cash at the moment to attract the players. But as I think we talked about last week, you can't just get the best players all the time. You, you, you've got to get people to fill up the team as well. Uh, and that's where we could help. We could be helped out by their interest in some of our surplus to requirement players. Benny says, funny how rival Premier League club um, instantly lose their disdain for Saudi money, Saudi human rights, etc. When they get offered money from Saudi clubs to sign players they'd like to sell. It's a very good point, that, Benny. Isn't that funny? Uh, Wayne Gilmore, um, he says, hi, lads. Hope you're well. Can any of you explain financial fair play and how it affects our spending in PIFs still relatively early days of owning our club? Do you want the long explanation or the short one? We've got 10 minutes. I'll do the short one then. <laughs> Mitch can do this very, very well. The, when, we, when we first got taken over, wasn't there all these stats coming out saying we had 600 million we could spend and not be... We spent half of that and we've started to generate more money. So I don't think we're in much distress or carefree or careful about the financial fair play than what we're giving off. But ultimately, it's on a three-year cycle. So... Next season will be the one that it will catch up on unless we start making more money. And that's why we'll see more sponsorship coming in this year. Mitch? It's about being people spending within their means and therefore making sure that um, it's not necessarily, say, about debt, but rather the management of that debt. 
can you manage the debt that you have accrued running the football club? Um, but it's also then about making sure that what you bring in uh, enables you to cover your running expenses in more uh, in an effective manner. And and the problem with the last lot of tweaks to it, it was done in a very cynical way that was obviously pointed at us mm-hmm. to hamstring a club coming in that could invest a heck of a lot more, who had owners who could invest a heck of a lot more. But the last few tweaks were pretty much designed to enable the rich to stay rich and it made it difficult for the poorer clubs to get richer. Um, and that's why we've got to be thoughtful and careful with sponsorships, with income that we make, with looking at corporate income, all the places where, where Ashley left us in a, in a poor position. We were in a great position from a point of view of um, net spend and from a point of view of you know living within means. But what we didn't have was the commercial revenues where if you look at the, the people who were our direct competitors when Ashley took over, we see Man City, Liverpool uh, and Tottenham. And they have exponentially more commercial income now than we do. And that's where we're having to play catch-up. And that's the difficulty. And that's why we still have to be careful in certain ways about what we do and don't spend. But being careful doesn't necessarily mean it has to be boring. Mm. Good way of putting it. Uh, answer to a, a pretty good question, and it was the abridged version. Phil Hook says, "Any chance of a Mitch rant on Man United? Some <laughs> know my opinions, and it's not looking good for their fans." Well, it's the, the, they're twerking for Qatari money, and it isn't looking good for their fans. Twerking uh, for Qatari money—that's a great. You know, and, and it's quite funny how they, you know, like I say, they, they, they quite rightly in that question about. Uh, that their opinions on human rights suddenly disappear when it's their club. Um, I was actually, a couple of people have been doing a little bit of digging for us, trying to get the whole bottom of this 9-2 foundation bollocks and what's actually behind it. And it's quite clear that people really behind the bid are government influenced and the money will come from the government one way or another and that's still going to be a, uh, a stumbling block for 9-2 foundation to say suddenly where has all this investment suddenly come from? Because it certainly hasn't come from Sheikh Jassim personally. It certainly hasn't come from Sheikh Jassim Bank. Um, I'm also led to believe that the main person who's the driving force in the background is not very happy about the the price of six billion that Sheikh Jassim seems to be happy to pay because they're not happy with the assets that they're getting. They're not happy with the state of Old Trafford. They're not happy with the state of the training ground. That they feel for six billion, they should be getting more quality of asset. Um, and all of these things are leading to difficulties, shall we say, in ongoing negotiations. This sale process has been nothing short of a farce. Take club rivalries out of it. Man United are one of the jewels in the crown of English football, and their owners are currently taking a piss. And it's hamstringing the manager. What they've just done to their goalkeeper with them offering a contract and withdrawing it is nothing short of shocking. Unprofessional is probably the mildest word you could use for it. Um, and that also tells you that there's financial wariness behind the scenes because nobody really knows what's going on. 
I don't see the Glazers getting out of Man United. I still see them wanting to take their pound of flesh. I think they're quite happy to have partial investment, be that through one of the many other funds. Because you've also got to remember, Jim Ratcliffe and the Qatari bid are the only two that people are aware of, because they're the only two that would take the day-to-day running away from the Glazers, and, the, and, and in one case, allegedly by the, the club in, in its entirety. There are other, still other bidders around who want to invest in Man United and give partial investment. And I find it fascinating every time a story breaks in the press about it, the share price jumps up a little bit. That's curious, isn't it? Um, and who's going to benefit from that at the minute? Well, only the Glazers. And, and so the, the, the way this whole thing's been handled by Rain Group, again, a group I'm very suspicious of after the whole Chelsea debacle, um, I think there's more to run with it yet. And their time's ticking because the transfer window is now open. That means it's closing. And so, you know, it, this could genuinely mess their pre-season up. And I'm, to be honest with you, as a, as a Newcastle fan, I'm all for it. Um, I think they've overpaid for Mount. I think that's a ridiculous amount of money to to pay for Mount. I wouldn't have gone anywhere near that amount of money. Um, also, don't see what he brings to Man United that they don't already have in that squad. Um, and again, is this a case of somebody's given given the manager presence in his and how long will Ten Hag suffer that? You know. Uh, so I'm. The, the Schadenfreude isn't lost on us. I do quite enjoy a little bit of that. But at the same time, take fan loyalties out of it. If that was our club, I would, I'd be dying with what's happening because they're dragging it out and it seems to be the only people in the box seat that benefit from it are the Glazers. Yeah, it was a great protest, wasn't it, Stu? It was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have got, we got <laughs> shouting at shop stage of a takeover. <laughs> I didn't, see, I didn't see Melly there. No, I didn't. Do you know, I was thinking, is it not time for a final, 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 final bid from the Nigel Foundation? But, Mitch, you, you checked out this foundation started in February, didn't it? Aye. Round about Valentine's Day is the first time you can... Could it not have been the 9th of February, the 9-2 Foundation? And that's them just appearing yeah. with you know, because I think what they were trying to attach it to was when Sheikh Jasmine first started supporting Manchester United. That's oh, what they're trying to go down to with the fans. That's what they're trying to do, yeah. Uh, and am I not mistaken, does Radcliffe not own in Nice, the two players, the Turam and Toledo, that were linked with there? Yeah. So I, I can't see him wanting to do business with Liverpool. So if anything, he might sell it to Manchester United or the cheap if he was getting in there. And if not, out of spite, sell them to so Liverpool. Mm. So it's all wheels within wheels, as you say. It is. Listen, I'm going to go with the. I've, I've saved three questions, lads, and that I can't pick. I can't pick one. So, short answers to these three questions. Spenny, first of all, question for the panel: um, What do you think of Seville being reported that all their players are up for sale with them having 800 million in debt? Is there anybody you would take from Seville, Mitch? Stu? Um, don't pretend to know Spanish football well enough these days. I'll have to have a little look, look glance at their squad. Well, let's sure do that be, next week, eh? I'm yeah. sure there'll be people in there that will be worth having a look at. Mm-hmm. Maybe get, have a look, have a look, and see um, for the next professional show. We'll we'll have a look, and uh, we can we can use that. You know, best show by a country mail. Thank you, John. I'll, I'll, I'll get my assistant on those. Oh, I knew, no. you would, I knew that's what you were doing <laughs> when you went off screen. They are <laughs> sooty and sooty. We can do it. They'll be able to do their own show on NUFC matters. Um, 
so yeah, we'll do that next week. JJ says a uh, question: uh, If after three years we're three hundred and fifteen million in debt, can the owners not pay that off? And if not, why not? Well, they can't, can't they? They can run yeah, the debt as long as sure they can afford it, which they can. That's one way of doing it. They don't want to get into debt, uh, as we've repeated often. They want to do everything correctly through the front door and not try to abuse the system. But there's nothing wrong with that. They could get debt when it comes to, if necessary, building a new stadium or money for the stands, because that's when the financial implications will hit Amanda. The Rubin brothers have plenty of money, as do PIF. So that's that's something that is probably realistic, to be honest. Okay. Converting debt into shares is something that happens yeah. all across football on a regular basis. Hmm. Okay, but last... you've got to have money to burn to do it. Last question uh, before we finish today from Sean. Question on sponsors, guys. Am I right in saying the fan park name could be up for grabs too? So the likes of Saudi Airline Fan Park. Yep, everything's up for grabs. Everything's yep. up for grabs. There we go. Uh, as always, lads, an absolutely fantastic show. Um, this week, Jordy says Jordy's there will be on on Wednesday. So uh, we'll see you, uh, the two of you, for that one. I am back tomorrow night, six o'clock, with the fans forum. Uh, and the rest of the uh, week's uh, shows will be announced in due course. But for now, thank you to Stu, and thank you to Mitch, and thank you to Sooty. Take care. See you soon, lads. <laughs> See you later. We still do seven NUFC Matters show a week for free. But if you want to help support NUFC Matters, then there are a few ways of doing it. Hit the like button on each live broadcast and video. This helps the channel grow. Hit the subscribe button. And select the all notifications bell so you don't miss a single show. If you want to help us financially, then you can join the channel using this button with the membership starting at $1.99 a month. Or you can drop us a donation in the chat using a super sticker. We're also looking for sponsors. If you'd like your brand advertised on the flies for the show and featured during the ad break, then email john at nufcmatters.com to arrange today. Thank you.